When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Kitchen Counter Podcast. I'm Camille. And I am Kristen. I am sister number two. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess I should say I'm sister number one, but <laughs> we're all just sisters. We That's are right. just sisters, right? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Kristen, before we dive into today's topic, I just have to know, this is the question of the week. Okay. What is something that you bought on Amazon this week? What is was your Amazon purchase of the week. I'll start with mine. You can think okay, for a minute. Perfect. Give me a second. I This is something that I bought and I am loving it. So Kodiak cakes, that pancake and muffin mix. My mm-hmm. kids love that and I love it. I feel good about feeding my kids that. So we have the Kodiak cakes, but they make like muffins in a mug or they call it a power oh, yeah. cup. Yeah, yeah. And so it's basically the muffin mix in a little cardboard cup you Uh add a little bit of water microwave it and makes the perfect muffin it's the perfect muffin so i bought those in on amazon in bulk and it has been a breeze this week for quick and easy breakfast out the door the kids can take it with like a spoon to school and eat it on the carpool right there so that has been my amazon purchase purchase of the week and it has been a lifesaver so that's my good find well, good. Well, okay. Mine is not necessarily a good find. It's just uh, something that I keep forgetting to buy. And so we're kind of in the transition of like, it's getting a little cooler. So we're, you know, getting out the winter stuff, but you can still wear warm things, but we were out of hangers. So I bought hangers on Amazon because I couldn't get myself to the store to go buy them. Oh my gosh. Kristen's keeping it real. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I, I actually know. looked on Amazon for hangers a week or two ago. Yes. They're crazy expensive. Oh, they I felt are. like I, they, you can get them at Dollar Tree or you can pay a ton more on Amazon. Right. But right now, but? I don't have 20 minutes to drive to the store to pick it up and drive, 20, <laughs> you know, I just, I just keep forgetting. And finally, my daughter's like, I need hangers today. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to order them. I don't have time. <laughs> I love that yep. so much. Yep. It's real life. It's a real yeah. life here. We are real over here. That's sometimes for sure. we're in survival mode and it's okay. <laughs> it's just the season we're in. It really is. So we'll just dive into today's topic. Kristen and I each have four kids. And what's kind of fun, <gasps> Kristen, you oh have gosh. five. I totally I have a baby. <laughs> okay. Before Kristen had her baby, we each had four kids and yes. they all lined up perfectly with their ages, which has been so fun. We've been pregnant at the same time for every kid. Yep. Except I just like threw in this last one. So I was hoping that maybe you would, you know, hurry and get pregnant too. But, you know, <laughs> that would be a modern miracle. It's true. It's and- true. <laughs> 
it's not probably not going to happen. But anyways, it's been fun to raise our kids together and to um, kind of figure this out together. And so our oldest child for both of us just started high school this year. Mm -hmm. And then we each have a kid that's in junior high or middle school. So we are kind of in the thick of teenagers, which is a new territory for both of us. Like we're still kind of figuring it out and we're still learning a lot, but I thought this would be a really fun conversation to have just kind of what we're doing to keep our relationship strong with our teenagers right now. Like obviously we haven't figured it all out and obviously we still have a couple, a lot of years ahead of us in this Mm -hmm. teenager phase, but um, so far I'm loving it. I, I'm not the best toddler mom. I struggle to get down on, you know, their level and play Barbies or or superheroes. And, um, and so that was kind of a hard phase for me, but I am loving this teenager phase where it's, they're a little bit more grown up and we can have some adult conversations and, um, I can speak to them, you know, and reason with them. And sometimes I can't reason with them, but Um, For the most part, it's really fun to have these grown-up relationships with your kids. I feel the same. Totally. I I always heard of people complaining of, oh, teenagers, oh, teenagers. And now I'm to the point where I'm like, oh, my gosh, I love having teenagers at home. Like, I love shopping with them. I love being with them. It's – I love it. I love this phase of life. (laughs) Yeah. That's so far. That's how I am too. And there, there are obviously some struggles and some things that make it um, difficult. But yeah. that's how it is yeah. for every season of life. I feel right. like, yes. yeah, it's just a different kind of struggle. You know, yeah. it's not a you need help wiping your bum. It's something, it's something <laughs> else. You know? Right? It is. Yeah. I've decided that with younger kids, it's a lot. Um, it's really physically demanding. Like I have to physically be there for them, whether it's changing diapers, feeding them food, doing their hair, getting them dressed, getting them to bed, getting them from bed. Like it's just me physically showing up all the time. But with my teenagers, I feel like it's more of them needing me emotionally and I have to be prepared to show up emotionally all the time. Yes. So as I was kind of thinking about this podcast, I asked my daughter who's in high school, what is the best thing that I can do for you as a mom during this time of your life? And her response was interesting is she just said, let me make my own mistakes and let me make my own choices. And, you know, it sounds so easy, but I feel like it's so hard because I don't want my kids to have to learn from those mistakes. I don't want them to hurt. And I don't, you know, like I don't want them to have to experience the hard of making those dumb choices that you and I made. You and I are 20 months apart. So I feel like we kind of got to be teenagers together at the same time. And we, I know I made some dumb choices and you probably didn't definitely make it like I did, but no choices. Definitely <laughs> did. <laughs> but when I step back and kind of think about it, like it was from those dumb choices and it was from those mistakes I made that I probably learned the most. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like just uh, teenager choices, the things that we did back then. So um so I really like some profound advice from a teenager of what moms could do. I thought it was a really good 
a really good point. No, I um, like that. And sometimes I don't think about that. Sometimes that's nice to hear from, from a teenager themselves. Like, you're right. I need to, I need to step back just a little bit, <laughs> loosen my grip and <laughs> you need to figure things out on your own. Right. Because really like, it'd be so much easier if I could just tell them, Hey, like, let me choose who you're going to date. Let me oh. choose the clothes you're going to wear. Let me choose, like, let me just I'll tell choose you. your friends. Like, yes, let me choose your friends. I'm saying there. <laughs> let me tell you what to eat so that you feel the best. Yes. You know, let me tell you what time to go to bed because you will be happier if you get more sleep. Oh my gosh. I think that's, that's our biggest thing right now. So I have two teenage girls. Yeah. And it's, a, it's really like, if you don't eat breakfast, you're going to be starving by lunch. If you don't pack a lunch, you're going to be starving by the time you get home. And that is our biggest fight because they're too tired in the morning. They don't want to get breakfast, you know? And so that's, I've made that like kind of my, my goal every morning is like, okay, I'm going to get up when they're up, make sure that, well, that I'm home when they're home. And we're going to either make some sort of breakfast together or pull something out of the freezer that I've already made. Just so I know that we are, we're eating together and that's our time. Kind of, we spend our time together is, is that morning during breakfast time. So I actually know that they're getting nutrition in their bodies so they won't die in the middle of the day. But it was a fight for a while there with both of them. They just, if I wasn't around, I would talk to them later like, oh, yeah, I forgot to eat breakfast. and Just like, oh, it's the most important meal of the day. <laughs> I, the thing that I love the most about what you just said is that you make it a priority. You make it a point to be with them in the morning. And I really think that's such an important part is to make time for them, like make an effort to like make that connection with them. Like, even though you say you're just like making breakfast or making sure that they get a lunch packed, like what you're doing really is showing up for them. And even though they may say like, oh, I don't want to spend time with my mom and dad, they're lame or whatever. Like, I think teenagers really do crave that connection and attention from yeah. their parents and um they might not show it in <laughs> any type of way but really like just you being there and you showing that you care and making that effort to make a connection i think that speaks volumes as to the type of parent you are i need to be better about that i need to be better about cuz they're independent they can do it themselves yeah. and our big thing is like, um, you can choose your choice, but you can't choose your consequence. And so oh, if that. my kids choose not to eat breakfast, their consequences, you're going to have a rumbly tumbly, tumbly, <laughs> a rumbly tummy rumbly, in math while you're sitting yeah. there and we'll make loud gurgly noises and, you know, or you will be hungry. And, but I think too, I need to be better about just showing up and, and making an effort to make that connection, whether it's about food or not. But yeah, yeah, I love that. Can you think of any other times or any other ways that you um, try and make connections with your kids or find that time to make connection for me? Because your kids all, all have sports right after school. My kids yeah. come home and then we go to sports a little bit later that night. Mm -hmm. And so I have found for me, my kids are zombies in the mornings, but right when they get home from school, I found that's kind of my magic time to connect yes. with them. They usually come in and eat. Nope, <laughs> a nope. lot of teenagers' lives revolve around food. So, mm -hmm. so does mine. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like mother like daughter. 
Um, so for me, my connection time with them is right when they come home from school and I just kind of hang out around the kitchen counter, uh-huh, just like uh-huh. we did. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and um, they usually are getting a snack and that's when I can ask them some questions about their day. And I try to not ask, how was your day? Because then they usually just say, good. Good. It was good. It was fine. I usually try to ask something maybe a little bit more particular, like, who did you lunch by with today? Or what was the best thing that happened? Or what was your favorite class of the day? And and just try to engage in that conversation. Um, I have some kids who love to tell me everything that's going on in their lives down to the very tiniest detail. And then I have other kids where it is like pulling so hard to get anything out of their lives and so yes it's all so different yeah are so different and I feel like I have to parent them all so differently yes but regardless um just making that time a priority to connect with them I think is super important um Another thing that I thought of that has helped so much as I've dealt with teenagers and even preteens, we both have a daughter who is in that beautiful preteen phase where they're figuring out their lives. And that's a whole other stage in and of itself. We could do a whole other podcast about that. That is a hard stage. That is a hard one. hard one. That preteen stage is kind of tricky. But... um, have you seen that YouTube video where it's a husband and wife sitting on the couch and the wife has a huge nail sticking out of her head and <laughs> no. she's sitting there talking about like the huge headache she has and it just, it hurts so bad. And, and the husband's like, pull out, just pull it out or like, I'll pull out the nail. And she looks at him and she's like, it's not about the nail. And so, and it's hilarious. I think it's from Saturday Night Live. You've got to go Google it because it's so applicable to life. Like, I feel like a lot of times my kids will sit there and tell me their problems and tell me the pain that they're having with their problems or the hard thing they're experiencing with their problems. And my go-to, because I'm a mom and I'm a fixer, is to fix it. Yep. And there's so many times where even my husband will just whisper to me, it's not about the nail. <laughs> Like, don't try and tell them, well, just pull it out. Like, just don't sit by that friend anymore. Like, find a new friend or whatever their problem is. Like, sometimes it's not about the nail. And instead of trying to fix their problems, I just try to listen. Um, and, And just not offer solutions, but just kind of validate. Like, yeah, oh that sucks. Like that really stinks what you're going through. I'm so sorry. Like, is there anything I could do to help? Like that's the, where I need to come from with my kids. So, and I think too, like I've been trying something new. Like I, I have one daughter, she just can lose her temper so quickly. And so it makes me lose my temper so quickly. (laughs) I'm trying this new thing where I'm just like, okay, before I even speak, I literally have to count to five and this is so silly, but like I mentally just like, okay, counting to five before I speak. Cause when I count, everything calms and then I don't explode or come back with a fix it problem or, well, yeah. you should do this. Well, you should, you know, like, why haven't you so, done this? Right. I have to count, count to five so I can think of a different answer to say instead of the thing that I just really want to 
to tell them of how to fix their life. So I, I love that because that's really like something that I'm trying to focus and fix in my relationship with my children. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, so one of my daughters, she we've she's seen a therapist for over a year. She just has some struggles that we're working through and 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 just trying to help her with. And yeah. um, she is my child that sees the negative in every single situation. And it's really hard for me because I'm somebody who sees the positive in situations and like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, and so something that I, I just was so frustrated and I went and talked to her therapist. Like I would have these mini sessions with her therapist without my daughter being there. And her therapist, was, I was telling her like, oh, I'm just I'm so frustrated. I want her to be happy. I want her to, you know, see the glass half full like I do. And, and she just looked at me. She stopped me and she's like, well, listen, you're the adult. I need you to be the adult. She's the child. I need you to control your thoughts, feelings, and actions. Take a deep breath recognize that she's a child. She's figuring it out. Her brain's not fully developed. You've got to be in control of your emotions so you can help her be in control of hers. And it really resonated with me. Like sometimes it's so hard to be the adult. I would much rather just be like, let me tell you how to fix this. Why are you acting this way? La 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 la. And it's like, (laughs) there's so many other adult ways that I can handle it. And um, another thing that we've learned through taking my daughter to therapy and, and dealing with um, just some of the things she struggles with is when she does sit there and tell me about the hard things she's going through or just problems she's having, I have to be, and this is what she said, vomitingly validating, like over the top, interesting, validating. And so when my daughter comes to me and is like, oh my gosh, I fell on the playground today and I got a little scab on my leg and it was terrible and I was so sad. Instead of me being like, oh, but you got a Band-Aid and it's better. You're fine. Suck it up. You're fine. Suck it up. probably what I would say. (laughs) Suck it up. Like we do hard things in this family. Instead, I have to say, oh. That is terrible. I hate when I have bad days like that. Like, I'm so sorry that you fell and you fell down and that nobody was there to help pick you up. And and then the other thing I have to do is try and find a way I can relate to it and share. Like, I remember one time when I fell down, it hurt. And I remember how bad it hurt, like to find a way to connect with her and her problem Mm -hmm. so that she feels seen. And she feels like, oh, okay, I'm not the only one going through this problem. Yeah. And and I feel like that could work with any kid. Really, a lot of times if they are sharing something with you, like a problem or a hard thing or complaining about something, they just need to be heard and they just need you to listen and um, not try and fix it, but just just be there for them and support them. I love that. I <laughs> I'm going to write that down, vomitingly validating. <laughs> right? <laughs> Try and say it three times fast. It's really hard. Vomitingly validating. Here Over the top, validating. Yeah. Okay. So another way that um, just to try and keep my relationship strong with my kids. And we kind of talked about connection already. Yeah. But yeah. Um, a priority that we have in our family as much as possible is to eat family dinner together. 
I love that. And I know that you are good at that too. Despite your crazy schedules, I know that that's an important thing for your family too. So what does like family dinner look like for you right now with your five kids and seven different schedules in your family? Right. There's quite a few things. There's a lot going on. So we, my husband actually doesn't really eat dinner with us. He gets home too late. And so it's usually just me and the kids. So I have one daughter that made the high school team. So she's pretty much gone right now every night until late. So it's me and a few kids and it's, we are running out the door. So sometimes I'll make meals that are easy that you can pack up and we'll bring it with us. But as we are eating dinner, we're still eating all together. Like that's how I like to have things is we're together and we're eating. It doesn't matter where we're eating. It doesn't matter what we're eating, but we're together and we're eating. But once the schedules slow down, then we, I try really hard to set a specific time of when we're eating and everyone needs to try and be home by that time. So kind of different phases of soccer season and phases of life. And, but for the most part, like my main goal is to have us together, sitting together. I love it. And I think that you're doing such a good job. Like it, it really isn't about what food you eat. Yeah. It's really about having that time together. And um, our mom, she was so good at this because oh, like each of us, each sister was involved in sports or extracurricular activities. And then we were also all involved in student government. And so I feel like our junior high and high school years were just the craziest of schedules. Like, you know, I was thinking, like, I played on like four different sports teams, plus track, plus piano, plus officer. Oh, like, yeah. that's seven things just for one child. Yeah. And she had six. You she know, had like six. <laughs> Sometimes I think about it, I'm like, I don't know how she's doing this or how she yeah. did it. <laughs> and I couldn't drive until my junior year of high school. So she yeah. was still carting me around because I have a oh. late birthday. Like, it's pretty amazing what our mom was able to do and still get dinner on the table. Like, seriously, every night. So when we were growing up, dinner happened between 530 and 6 every single night. And we all yeah. had crazy schedules. Um. But if we couldn't make it to dinner to like sit down and eat with the family, she always had a plate waiting for us, like in the yep. fridge. Yep. And even if my dad was gone, she had a plate set aside for him. And like, there's just something about that. Like, yeah, you could put leftovers in containers. And when I got home, I could just dig through the leftovers and find mm -hmm. something. But there was something about having a plate made for you. Right. Like it, it was special, like, you know, yeah, I felt yeah. like I was seen in a, a, we were a big family. We were a busy family, but like she was so good at helping us be seen. And it's those little tiny things that you do that just help your child to, to, to feel seen and to feel yeah. like, okay, like I'm important. Right. And so our mom was so good at that right now for us, um, for my family, we can make family dinner happen with everybody, like a solid 50% of the week. Just our schedules align and it works out. And those are the days I love. And, I, and, and what we do is no phones are allowed at the table and we all sit down together. And um, since my kids were little, we love to talk about 
like the, the best part of the day and the worst part of the day or the happy, sad that. game, like something yes. happy and something sad. But I heard something the other day and I kind of want to try it. Mm, sure. And this lady called it her HPGs. And she had her kids go around and say their H and their P and their G. And so the H was a high for the day. What was the high point of your day or the best part of your day, which I love. Yes. And then the P is, what are you proud of? Are you proud of yourself? Is there something you're proud of yourself for that day? Or are you proud of somebody else? And I love that. I especially love if they could say something that they're proud of themselves for. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like that's that's a hard thing when you're growing up and when you're a kid and when you're a teenager. Like, it's good for them to recognize things they can be proud of about yeah. themselves. And then the last thing is um, uh, G, which is what are you grateful for? And oh, I, I love that. Right? I'm such an advocate for talking about gratitude. And yes. when we can focus on yes. gratitude, it helps so much just put things into perspective. Like there, we right. have so much to be grateful for. So um, it just gets the conversation started. And our kids are used to it now. They know at the dinner table, we talk. And sometimes we talk too much and we and all the food is gone, but we're still hanging out and talking. And I just feel like magic happens at the dinner table. It really does. It really yeah. does. And like you said before, really doesn't matter what the food is. It's, it's that time and connection. It's that time. Yep. Yeah. 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 Um, so just going right along those lines it's really the mission statement of six sister stuff is like how right. can we help get more families back to the dinner table and we share thousands and thousands of simple recipes but um that would hopefully encourage you to cook dinner so that you can get it to the dinner table but really it's not about the food it's about making that time to connect and so don't be afraid if you hate cooking or you don't have time to cook um don't be afraid of, of, of that part because that part is, it doesn't really matter. You can have peanut butter and jam sandwiches, but yep, just you can find have the cereal. Time. It's okay. Yes. And sometimes that's my kid's favorite when they get something <laughs> fun and different like a cereal. Um, but uh, going right along with that too, like if you do need some help with family dinner, be sure to check out our freezer meals. Like that is something that we've come out with in the last year. We have a freezer meal membership. We have a freezer meal course or a guide that teaches you how to get started with freezer meals. So if you want to check those out, just head over to freezermills.sixsisterstuff.com and we'll get you hooked up with that. Right. We, and we, we both use freezer meals all the time. Actually, before we started recording, I was talking to Camille about all the freezer meals that I'm going to create this week. Cause there's a lot, a lot going on and I need freezer meals. <laughs> and that's what I love the most about as we preach how much freezer meals can be so helpful in your life. It's because we've experienced it ourselves. Yes. Like we literally swear by freezer meals. That's the only way I can get dinner on the table. Like right. yes. there's no other way I could do it. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes to that. <laughs> uh. Okay. Well, one last thought that I heard once. Oh, and, and if there's anything else you want to throw in, but, um, no, keep going, you're doing great. <laughs> okay. Well, I, somebody said this once and it just really resonated with me and it has stuck with me, especially on those hard days. But, um, somebody just said, you are the perfect parent for your child. 
nobody can love them like you do. Nobody can help them like you do. Like it's you. And that's why you were chosen to be their parent. And like, as I've had kids that have struggled with anxiety and as we, um, you know, weathered the pandemic together and figured that out with kids. And as I've just, you know, the struggles that come with being a parent, like there are days where I just think like, what did I do to deserve this? I thought I had lived a good life. I don't deserve, (laughs) you know, these hard things. And when I heard that, I thought, you know what? That's right. Like, I love my kids fiercely, but there are still some really hard days. And I think recognizing that your kid was sent just to you because you are the best parent for them is super powerful and really helps you to keep going on those really hard days. So I, I love that. I absolutely love that. (laughs) Good. Well, can you think of anything else to add life with teenagers or any other anything else that you want to share yes I was it's funny as we were like talking about this what we wanted to talk about there's something that came up and so I just wanted to read it really quick um okay so there's this little quote and it says um we have to trust not only in them but ourselves ourselves that we've done the best that we can to prepare them and empower them in the values morals and confidence to face this world without us all all while knowing that we've always got their back so even though like they're it's so crazy to think these teenagers that we you know we've taught them since they were tiny tiny babies and taught them how to do everything and now like they're reaching that age where we slowly have to step back and it's it's kind of hard but so hard it's so hard but I just I hope my kids know that I've always got their back like I would do anything for them so I liked that. I love that. I think that is so powerful when your kids know like, okay, like no matter what, no matter what choices I make, no matter what path I choose to take, like I know my mom has my back. I don't think there's anything more comforting for a teenager to know. This world is so crazy right now and there's just – these teenagers are dealing with things we never had to deal with. It's unreal to me, the things that they are facing and what they have to go through. And, and I, I firmly believe that they have been prepared for this, like that they can handle this. Right. But I feel like our role as parents is to just not only love them fiercely, but support them fiercely and let them know that we support them and that we've got their back no matter no matter what, that's our job as a parent. We just, we just love them. I love it. (laughs) Awesome. Well, I feel like that's a really good note to end on. And, and I probably am going to have to come back and listen to this on a really bad teenage day. (laughs) So I can remember like, okay, yep, I've got this. I'm the perfect parent for them. Focus on, it's not about the nail. It's about (laughs) just (laughs) validating and connecting and supporting but well, thanks for having this conversation with me, Chris. It was so fun chatting. And good luck with all your busy week. I hope that you survive. Same with you. (laughs) Thank you. One day at a time. One day at a time. Thank you to all of you for listening. We just appreciate the community that we have um, grown here and just love hearing from you. So don't forget to, if you have any questions or comments, you can send us an email. Um, 
but be sure to subscribe. And um, so you can be here when we release more episodes, but we're just grateful you were here. And thanks for joining us. We will see you next time. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.